Well, the Lord definitely threw a big old, I'll move it, it's okay, threw a big old curveball in my plan. I was telling Ayla, this does not happen to me very often. Um, unlike Pastor Ziggy, this is the usual for him. I thought I was totally prepared and realized yesterday that all that I had labored to put into notes was in vain because I'm not going to share any bit of that. Um, and I really, I worked and worked and worked. I told Ayla, I'm like, Ayla, we need to pray because I got nothing. And I'm, it's not that I'm not doing my part. I'm doing exactly what I know to do. I'm, I'm praying. I'm prayed up. I'm ready. I know what the word of God declares, but I do not know what he wants me to say. How many of you guys know it's important to be led by the Holy Ghost? Oh, yeah. People's lives are depending on this. You know, we, we, we have to be led by his spirit. Um, thank God he began to talk to me. Amen. I knew, and I knew it was a trick too. I knew that it had to be something uh, that he, I probably didn't want to say. Um, and it is. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we do have some guests, so I'm going to share just a little bit. I was going to do this even though, even if we didn't have guests, but... Um, I'm going to share a little bit about my experience uh, just for a minute. And I was thinking about this the other day. This year, here in a couple weeks, Mother's Day is coming up, right? So it was around Mother's Day. But around Mother's Day, I can't remember the day. I used to know the day. You know, some people are good. If it was Ayla, she would know the day. Ayla probably knows all of your birthdays, guests included. She probably knows all your birthdays right now. It's just crazy. It's crazy. You ask her, what's so-and-so's birthday? Immediately, she knows. And then she'll be like, and I know that because David's birthday's here, Pastor Andy's birthday's here, Hilda's birthday's here, so their birthday's right here. I don't understand it, but praise the Lord. But I got born again 13 years ago this year, um, around Mother's Day. It was, it was May, but I can't remember the day. Um, and let me tell you something, it's been a journey. I thought that I had lived a lot of life, and I really did. I thought I had lived a lot of life before I got saved. I got saved when I was 15 years old, and I thought I had really lived a lot of life. Little did I know that that was minuscule in comparison to what was coming. Um, but it was, it was a really cool experience, and I'm, I just really sense the anointing right now. This is awesome. Um, and I say that because Nikia, she was reminding me of this the other day. She's, I don't know if she's finished it. She was reading Good Morning, Holy Spirit, and uh, Benny Hinn talks about this, that he went to a Catherine Kuhlman meeting, and the innermost part of his be being began to vibrate, and he didn't know what it was. He didn't know what was going on. He just knew it was the Lord, and turns out he learned it was the anointing, and that's what I'm experiencing right now, and that may be happening with some of you right now. You may be experiencing a touch. You may be experiencing something. Uh, hold on to that. He's, he's wanting to do a work in his people today. Amen. So I got born again th about 13 years ago, um, and it was wild. Let me tell you, I was bound up with depression and anxiety. I was, I mean, I was in a bad way, and nobody really knew it except for me because you know, this is, kind of, this is silly to say, but when you're battling something like that, you don't want to say anything to anybody because you don't want them to begin to experience what you're, you don't want to drag them to your own personal hell, you know? You, want, you just want to ride that out yourself and hope for the best, and I had been riding that out myself for a long while, and I mean years, it was years, and it was bad. Um, and I found myself at church one day, and my family didn't go to church regular, but I found myself at church one day, and Pastor Ziggy was preaching revival in Edmond, and I wasn't even paying attention during the service. I mean, I wasn't paying, I had heard the words before, but I wasn't paying any attention. I was on my phone, I was sitting in the back, sitting next to my parents who were on their phones, and, um, 
the Lord began to deal with me, and I heard Pastor, say, Pastor Ziggy say, you must be born again. And when he said that, something just pierced me. And I lifted my head up, and man, it was like he was reading my mail. I mean, he just started preaching, 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 and he's like, God has an opportunity for you today, and yada, yada, yada. Next thing I know, I got saved. And not just kind of saved, I got radically saved. I walked in there bound and walked out set free. Um, I mean, in an instant, in an instant, he set me free. And it was about two weeks later, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, my pastor's wife at that time, uh, I, this is a cool story. I'm going to share this. Uh, this is the part of the story I really wanted to get to, was um, that Sunday, I'll never forget it. Pastor Ziggy wasn't there. He was preaching somewhere else. Pastor Annie was there. And my parents were there, and it was packed, and I was sitting on the right-hand side. I was like three rows back, and I just had my eyes closed, and I was pressing. I'm like, Lord, I know you have something for me. I, I got to hear your voice. I need to know what this is. I don't know what's going on right now. I just know I need more of you. I was pressing and pressing and pressing and pressing. And <laughs> the next thing I know, my eyes are closed. Next thing I know, you know sometimes you, if your eyes are closed and somebody walks by you, you can see that they've walked by you. It's like their shadow you know, they walk by you. I see that, and I open my eyes. There's nothing there. And I close my eyes again, and I see that shadow, and I open my eyes, and there's nothing there. And it happens and it, over and over and over again. And finally, one last time, I open my eyes, and when I open my eyes, I was at the altar. I don't know how in the world I got to the altar, but I was at the altar and speaking in a language that I did not know. And it was funny how it happened, because my pastor's wife, she walked over to me, and he was, the pastor prayed, and I felt the touch of God. I felt electricity surge through my fingertips all the way through my whole body. And she walked up to me, she poured some oil in her hand, she slapped me on the throat, and I began to speak in tongues. And man, that set me ablaze. And I preached my first message two weeks after that, which was awesome. Um, but it set me ablaze, and I thought, man, Lord, this is awesome. I'm never going to struggle ever again. I mean, that's honestly what I thought. I'm like, this is it. My struggle is over. That wasn't the truth. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But that season, it set me off onto this journey of trying to find what it is that God had to say to me. Because, you know, you it's one thing when somebody is talking to you or they're giving you a word and they say, thus saith the Lord. And it, you know, it could be right and it can be awesome and you experience God. It's something altogether different when you hear his voice. The first time I heard the voice of God, he said, I love you. And it impacted me. I still, just saying that, I sense the love of God come upon me when I, when I say that because that moment impacted me, that hearing his voice impacted me. Amen. But how many of you guys have ever been through something? Amen. Listen, my whole year of 2019 was going through something. It was bad. It was not, it was not something that I would wish upon anybody. Um, it was rough. I had a rough time. But going through something taught me that so many in the body of Christ have encountered trouble, have encountered struggle, and have never reached a place of victory. They have medicated and they have become complacent and calloused and allowed the enemy continue to continue to harass them in those areas and have never reached a place of victory because reaching a, pla reaching a place of victory is difficult. It's, it's not, it's, you have to exert some energy. You have to exert some effort. Anybody that's ever gone through a season of anxiety, I'm not talking about like, well, I was nervous because of this. I'm talking about crippling anxiety. Not in this building, but in the last building, I would have been back there on the floor 
having a panic attack. An ambulance came. It was one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me my whole entire life. But I was crippled with anxiety. Uh, it wasn't something. It wasn't something light. It was. It was intense. Amen. But the Lord, He has a plan, and He has He has a way of delivering us. And that's what we're going to talk about today, because we need we need to understand what it is that God says about us. Amen. There are some of you sitting in this room right now that are going through a battle that nobody knows about, and we're looking for somebody to come speak some secret phrase into our ear that's just going to make everything right, and that's not reality. That's not life. Um, this life that we serve, uh, that, that we serve God in, it's not a fairy tale, and we've become familiar with fairy tales, and we expect Prince Charming to come riding in and to, just to rescue us, and that's not really what that picture looks like. Amen. Amen. But going through something taught me that there's a whole lot of people that have been through something that are still going through something that have never reached a place of victory. And I didn't realize that until that battle, um, you know, a few years back, I didn't realize that there were people that never reached a place of victory. Every, every other time I realized that it was just by the grace of God that I made it through. It was just his grace extended towards me that I made it through. But this season that I had gone through, God was expecting me to do what his word declared. To, to make it to that other side, to, to press onto that other side. Amen. Um, how many of you guys know that it's God's will for us to be victorious? Amen. Amen. God wants you to have victory in every area of your life. There's not one area that he wants you uh, to be a loser. Amen. This is Winner's Church. We can't have losers here. Amen. Amen. And it, this is kind of funny. I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it anyways. Sometimes I say this to Ayla. I tell her, I say, uh, this isn't Wiener's Church. This is Winner's Church. Amen. Amen. And God expects us to rise up. And I believe that that's what he's saying in this season, that God is challenging us to rise up because it's on the other side of our pressing that we find his promise. It's on the other side of our pressing that we find that place of victory. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, verse 57. It says, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Notice what that says, that God gives us the victory. You know, victory is a gift that he gave it to you, but it's up to you to receive it. Why do you think the enemy fights you so hard, uh, especially in your alone time? Why do you think it is that the enemy fights you so hard when you, I, there's been times that I have preached and I have walked away from preaching and immediately came under attack. It's because we're going the right direction. And I believe that that's happening, not just with, with some people, I believe that's happening with a lot of people, that the enemy is attempting to come against us. He's, he's, he's attempting to, uh, what he's attempting to do is, he, he's attempting to dilute what it is that God's doing. You know, you ever sit in a service where you're like, man, we could have gone higher. I know we could have gone higher. We've had a lot of those services here. I believe the Lord is, is trying to get us to go up higher. I believe he's trying to get us to press on to that next place. Amen? Amen. It's the, enemy's a plan, it's the enemy's plan to get you stuck. That's what he did with COVID. That's what he tries to do with anxiety. And he tries to get you to justify being stuck in that same place. Look at the children of Israel. They, wandered, they knew the will of God. They knew the directions. They had a supernatural GPS to lead them there. And they still wandered around, right? A whole lot of them never even made it. And they, they had God leading them with a cloud and with fire. Come on. And we have that same, 
Uh, we have that same power leading us today. He lives on the inside of you in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So it's the enemy's plan to get you stuck. It's the enemy's plan to get you hung up on something. Ayla and I were talking about this with somebody uh, this last week or the week before, that um, there's somebody in Ayla's family that they're just stuck And we're trying to break them through, but they're just stuck. I mean, stuck on a job that they lost more than a decade ago. If I could just get that job back, I just know I can make it through. If I could just get this person back, I just know. Come on, it's a common thing. We do do that same thing. We're a part of that same battle because the enemy wants to get us stuck. He wants to get us hung up on things. And it sucks. It sucks to have to tell somebody, don't get hung up and don't, don't, don't make your bed there. Keep moving. Don't make your bed there. I know you want that back, but you ain't getting it back. <laughs> it's time. We got to move forward. We got to press on. And for somebody that's battling internally, that's battling with anxiety that the enemy's coming up against, the hardest thing to do is tell them, just keep pressing. It's because it's frustrating. It's frustrating when you're in that battle and somebody says, well, keep your head up. Just keep going. It's like, no, I, I need more than that. You don't understand. This is bad. <laughs> but that's what we have to encourage people with. Some of us, we need to look around and see who's not here today. And we need to reach out to those people and lift them up, give them some relief so they can get back into his presence. That's what, that's what we need. We need more of his presence. We need more of his presence. But we were talking to somebody uh, this last week. They called us up and they were asking some questions about some things. And we were telling them, you can't get hung up. That's, this is, that's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants you thinking about that thing. The enemy wants you stuck in that place. The enemy wants you... But what does God say about you? God says that you're the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. Yeah. Amen. So if you're beneath right now, you're not in the right place. Right. If you're beneath right now, you're not in the right place. Amen. If you're lacking, if you are lacking right now, something is off. Because that's not the plan of God for our life. That's not what he said about us. If we believe that God's word, this is something that we say, at, the, at least I say at the hospital regular when we pray for the sick. Because we go to the hospital, we pray for the sick. We were going every week. We go every other week now. When I pray for the sick, I, I establish this in my prayer. Every, every time I establish this in my prayer, God, we know that your word is the final truth, period. What your word has to say is it. We know the doctors have a report. We know our bodies have a report. We know our minds have a report. We know our spouses have a report. We know our moms have a report. We know all of these things, but your report is final. That's it. What you have to say is final. Your word is final, and your word declares that by your stripes I was healed, period. You know God's word doesn't leave any room for him to not show up. God's word does not leave any room for him to not show up. His word declares that they'll lay hands, the believers will lay hands on the sick, and the sick shall recover. You know what that word shall means? Absolutely, positively, without fail. Amen. He doesn't leave room for us to, to, to walk this out alone, but it's us it's us that gets on, gets on that path by ourselves. It's us that gets outside of his will. And we have to make sure that we align ourselves with his word. Amen? So victory is a gift. It's something that he gave us. It's something that he provided for us. Amen? When Christ died, I heard Don say this uh, the other night, and it was awesome. Christ suffered, and he did not suffer in vain. Amen. He paid the price for us. He paid the price for our victory. He, he died on the cross and gave us that gift of victory. But how many of you have found your yourself at different times, maybe right now, in a place of struggle, not victorious in an area of your life. There are areas in my life currently that I don't find myself victorious in, but we, we know that what his word declares. Amen. Amen. Pastor Tom Springer said something on Facebook the other day. I thought it was just awesome. Uh, 
Um, John 8, 32, it says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Amen. This is what the post said. I'm just going to read the post so I don't ad lib too much. Made free or set free? Generally, people erroneously say that the Bible says that truth will set you free. It actually says that truth will make you free. To be set free is a single act by someone else that sets you free, such as deliverance. That's good, but to be made free is not a single act. It's a process. Jesus can certainly set you free, but he wants to make you free. That comes through a life of being discipled by the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth. The Bible word for truth means um, reality. This includes being led out of an old covenant filled with uh, types and shadows and into a new covenant where things are real. It involves miracles instead of symbols of miracles. In short, being made free is the spirit making God and the things of God real to you. Not stories on paper, not shadows and types or rituals, but reality. Amen. That's what God's word says. The, the, the word of God declares that he wants to make you free. Amen. It's not the will of God just to set you free. He wants to make you free. This is why some never make it to a place of victory. Victory takes effort. And at times, um, in times of struggle, it, the hard, hardest thing to do is press in. We were talking to somebody else just this last week. And they were asking me, when you were depressed, how did you, what did you do to fix it? Well, it wasn't really quite that simple. Um, I didn't do anything to fix it. He came in and he rescued me. He set me free. But to keep that victory, I had to adjust some things in my life. I had to adjust uh, where I leaned into. I had to adjust what I listened to. I had to, I had to protect my freedom at all costs. <laughs> um, and I had to eliminate a whole lot of things. Amen. And... You know, when God comes and he sets you free, when he makes you free, when he does a work in your life, it's his plan for you to keep that thing. It's his plan for you to keep that freedom, to keep that healing. But we, don't, we see that happen a lot, that people don't keep their healing. I've, we prayed for a, a good friend of mine that passed away recently. Um, we went and prayed for her in her home. And when we got there, I was encouraged because she was so in faith. She's like, the Lord, no, the Lord can take care of this thing. I know he can take care of this thing. She couldn't keep her eyes awake for more than two seconds without falling asleep because she was so heavily medicated and so sick. And she's like, no, the Lord, the Lord, he can touch me. I know he can touch me. I know he can save me. I know he can heal me. And when we were sitting there, I felt like the Lord told me, if she gets tired and she wants to come home, I'm gonna let her come home. And you know, that's, I don't wanna, I definitely didn't say that, but I don't want to, how do you pray after that? I'm here to lay hands on the sick and see the sick recover. Um, so we prayed and we declared what the word of God declares. But uh, we had gone to Indiana while we were driving to Indiana. Uh, I got the message that, that she was going to the hospital, that things weren't looking good. And I knew, I knew in that moment she got tired. She was, she was ready. She was ready to go home. Um, but the unfortunate truth is I know she didn't finish her course. And, you know, that's, that's discouraging because you're like, man, God, you had a big, big plan. And how many times do we, do we feel ill-equipped to deal with what life throws at you, with what the enemy throws at you? Um, God paid for our victory. He paid the price for our victory. But I think that a lot of times we speak, we speak about victory from the wrong perspective. Um, I'm going to skip to a different verse than what I was going to read. We are going to go to Mark chapter 11, 
There it is. Verse 23. It says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things that he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Um, the, the King James says, he shall have whatsoever he says. Amen. Let me pull it up that way. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Amen. When it comes to victory, we spend so much time speaking to the mountain from the base of the mountain, from the bottom, looking up. Mountain, you have to move. And there's, God gave us, Jesus, he gave us authority to do that. He gave us authority to speak to that mountain. But how many of you guys know that we, we're not supposed to, we don't speak to our struggle from our struggle. We speak to our struggle from our place of victory. Your struggle, where you're at currently, does not impact what you have the ability to say, that where, where you have the ability to speak from. We're, we're to speak to our struggle from our place of victory, amen? So if you're battling with depression, you don't, you don't speak to your depression from your depression, amen? You speak from your freedom. You speak from the price that he paid. That's why, that's why scripture says that victory is a gift. Because if we had to, how many, man, it would, it would suck so bad to constantly... Uh, have to speak from the place where we currently find ourselves. It's not, that's not our reality. That's not the truth of the word of God. He gave us his authority, and his authority, it, it involves a whole nother realm. It involves a whole, a whole nother ability in him. Amen? Where we, we can only see certain directions at any given time. Amen? But God sees from a, a higher perspective. And he, if we will yield ourselves to him, he'll allow us to see from that perspective as well. Amen. Amen. So when we're speaking to the mountain, we're not speaking to the mountain from the bottom. We're not speaking to the mountain in our struggle. We're speaking to the mountain as it's already moved, as it's already done, as it's already complete. Faith doesn't talk. Faith doesn't talk. This mountain might move. Maybe, you know, I'll probably be doing better tomorrow. This mountain can move tomorrow. I know I can move this mountain tomorrow. No. The circumstance is irrelevant in that scenario. The only thing that's relevant is that Jesus gave us authority to use his name, to speak to his name, and to tell the mountain to move, and it has to move right away. Amen. And I had somebody argue with me one time. It's that scripture, verse 24. It says, what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. They were trying to tell me that that doesn't mean all things. And I said, no, it doesn't mean all things. It says, what things soever I desire. So they were trying to tell me, well, you can't just pray for anything. Yes, I can. If I desire it, I can pray for it. That's what the word of God says, period. Um, so we have to begin to get our minds right. We have to begin to speak his word the exact way that he tells us to speak his word. We have to begin to speak from his promise, to speak from, to speak from what he says, uh, not just who we are. Um, like I said, we go to the hospital, we pray for the sick. It would be easy to say, man, you look really sick. But we don't go around telling people, man, you look rough. That's, that's bad. There, there was one guy uh, that I saw uh, in the emergency room one day that he had cuts on his face. He had gotten attacked by a dog. It was bad. I mean, it was, I didn't want to get too close. It was just my stomach was feeling weak. I mean, it was bad. It was real bad. But I didn't go up to him and I didn't say, that looks pretty rough. I think God can probably do a little something for you, but I don't know about all that. I mean, that's bad. That's rough. 
No, we go and we declare what his word says. We declare, by his stripes, you were healed, period. Amen? And we speak to people's bodies. We command them to line up. We don't go and we, we don't just go and offer hope. We don't tell people, I hope that God does something for you today. I hope that he'll heal you because we have a promise. It's what he said. If, if that's what he said, that's what he'll do. And I have confidence in it. Um, how many of you guys have seen blind eyes open before your eyes? Right, right before your eyes, how many of you guys have seen blind eyes open? I have. I have confidence in what he said. I have confidence because I've seen it work time and time again. Pastor Ziggy shared about it recently. I'll briefly share about it uh, just again, but I was working at the mall, and when I worked at the mall, I saw all kinds of stuff, and I was trying to pray for everybody, everybody that I possibly could. I mean, I prayed for monks, and not, I didn't have to guess that they were monks, and it wasn't Halloween, so I know they weren't just dressed up for nothing. These were monks, did not speak English, monks, shopping around at the mall. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I prayed for the Amish. I prayed for Mennonites. I prayed, I prayed for celebrities. I prayed, I mean, it was just crazy, crazy stuff was happening. Um, but one time I was, while I was working, this person came up to me, and they're like, I saw you while I was praying. The Lord said I was going to pray for a blind person. Are you blind? I'm, like, I'm looking right at you. No, I'm not blind. Um, and, you know, it's kind of frustrating because you're around, you know, you know how it is when you're around people that are not spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-empowered, don't have the kind of services that we have on a regular basis. It's kind of uncomfortable when somebody comes up to you, hey, I'm going to pray for a blind man. Well, me, I'm like, we need to figure this out because if God said something to you, then he's going to do something. I'm not blind, so we need to figure this out. So I grab their hands and we begin to pray. I'm like, Lord, you just need to re reveal your will. You said if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. We're here asking God. We want to know what it is that you have to say. And as I'm praying, I sometimes pray with my eyes open. I, I think it's just because I'm kind of nosy and I like to know what's going on around me. I was just being truthful, not... It's, it's not a spiritual thing. It's just preference. But I'll pray with my eyes open. And as I'm praying, sure enough, a blind man comes walking down the hallway. I mean, the stick and all. And I'm like, you're not going to believe this, but there's your blind man. Good to go. Go pray for him. And they look at me and they say, uh-uh, you're going to pray for that blind man. I'm like, the Lord said to you. The Lord did not tell me I was going to pray for a blind man. That's what the Lord said to you. So, Anyways, we stop this person, we tell them, hey, the, we believe that the Lord wants to do something for you. Um, God sent this person here who talked to me, we prayed, you showed up. I don't know if it's coincidence or divine appointment, but either way, we're believing for your healing. And they were open, and I laid hands on them, and I laid my hands on them like this. I put my thumbs just right on their closed eyes, and I prayed long. I, pray, I prayed for a long time because I was nervous. I'm like, Lord, I want to give you an extra five minutes to show up. <laughs> I know you don't necessarily need that, but I need, I need some confidence. I need you to do something. I know we're here for them, but I need you to do a work in me right now. Because this, I got people around me, the people that I worked with, I had just led to the Lord maybe two weeks before that. They're looking like, man, this is awesome. Something's crazy is about to happen. I'm like, God, you, you need to show up. You better show up. And I'm praying for them, praying and praying. I'm like, Lord, you're going to open these eyes. I know you're going to open these eyes. And I declare in Jesus' name, their body's lining up right now. You know, I went through the whole prayer. I have my thumbs on their eyes, and I'm just praying. And I'm just keeping them closed. And I told them I was, what I was going to say was, when, you, when I take my hands off your eyes and you open your eyes, tell me what you see. 
tell me, or I, I was going to say, tell me if you can see. Tell me if there's any difference. That's what I was going to say. When I opened my eyes, what came up out of my mouth, it rose up out of my belly, and what came up out of my mouth was, I took my hands off, I said, tell me what you see. They said, I see you. You're wearing a red shirt. It says, we repair while you shop. Blah, 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 blah. You know, they're going through this whole deal. I see your jeans. Your jeans are gray. I see your hair. It looks like you need a haircut. No, they didn't say that. That's a joke. Thank you. And I began to rejoice right away. I began to rejoice because that's the first time I've ever seen blind eyes open. Amen. It was awesome. It was incredible. Everybody around me was like, security showed up. It was wild. I mean, there was, it was wild. It was the craziest thing. And this person, really, I got set up. Uh, I don't know if it was by God or if it was by this person that showed up, but they, their responsibility wasn't done, and faith had to rise in me to accomplish that task because God was going to heal that blind person. Amen. But we don't go places and, and offer hope. Like, I could probably get one eye open for you, but I don't know about the other one. No, that's not the life. That's not the God that we serve. That's not the life that we live. And there are so many people in this life that are battling, that are struggling, but that's the kind of stance that they take on things that this is, this is my burden to bear. And that's not the truth. That's not the, that's not truth. Um, this is something that I have to pretty regularly put down in my own self because I have a mother and she likes to tell me her opinion a lot. Um, if she listens to this, I'm really going to hear about it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide how far I want to go with that. <laughs> um, but talking about anxiety, I have a mother that's battled with anxiety. I battled real bad with depression and anxiety when I was 15. God set me free. But how many of you know sometimes that God does a work and the enemy tries to come creep back in? Man, that happened to me in 2019. 2019, 2019, I began to have panic attacks like I had never had before. It was the craziest thing. I mean, violent, crazy panic attacks. It was horrible. I mean, it was, I can laugh about it now. It was horrible. It was so, so bad. Oh, man, it was bad. But thank God he came through. I realized, though, when I was going through that season, I realized that everything that I had experienced before that had given me some satisfaction, some relief, None of it was working anymore. Nothing would work anymore. I tried medicine. And, you know, medicine, you get doped up, and you feel decent just from being, being doped up. I didn't want that. I, I needed deliverance. I needed to be set free. I needed to be made free. I needed, I needed that to be gone. I needed the confidence that I would never walk that again, that that would never happen again. And it took a long time. Um, but in that season... Nothing was working. I was trying. I was pressing. I was doing everything. I was pulling every lever that I knew to pull. I was doing everything that I knew to do. I was also doing a lot of stupid stuff too. Um, amen. I, I don't have to act like you guys don't know about it. Everybody knows about it. Amen. <laughs> amen. But I was, I was going through a battle, and the hardest thing for me to do was press in. I mean, I was, I was having to, some of you got those phone calls. Hey, I'm having a panic attack. I just need you to talk, talk to me for a minute. One time I was, telling, uh, I was telling Eric this the other day. I wish he was here. I was telling Eric this the other day. I said, one time I called your brother, Michael. I'm like, hey, man, I'm having a panic attack. I can't talk right now. I just need you to talk. I need something to fill this time to get my mind off of this. I, I just need some relief. And he's like, well, what's going on? Like, I just said I can't talk. I just need you to just talk. He's like, so what got you feeling that way? I'm like, Michael, come on. Just talk to me for a minute, man. 
Help me out here. Yeah, yeah, that's why I didn't call, Ted. <laughs> I needed immediate relief. I wasn't trying to get in an hour-long phone call. Amen. <laughs> I love you, too. Actually, I think Ted did get a couple of those calls. But a lot of you guys got those calls. Ayla certainly got those calls. Everything that I knew to do was not working. Everything that I was pressing to do was not working. The only thing that I knew that was left was I had to get the, I had to work this thing out. I had to press through. I had to break through. Because I had wondered, I had thought I had reached this place of victory, and I did in some ways. But when I was 15, I, I had reached a place where he had delivered me. I had been set free, but what I didn't realize was I didn't work through that myself. I didn't, I didn't walk that battle out. I didn't win that ground. He just extended grace towards me. He helped me out. And I was having to figure this out because the enemy was going to continue to try to bombard me. And that's what he was doing. He was trying to get me stuck. He was trying to get me stuck in a rut, and he almost had me. Amen. I am not proud to say that, but I, I, I do I have to say that he almost, I mean, it was this close. He almost had me. There was many times that I felt, I can't do this. I can't break through. I can't do this. And I had Ayla in my ear all the time. That's not what the Lord, the Lord said about you. I'd be drinking and Ayla would be telling me, that's not what God said about you. That's not what his plan is. That's not what he said about you. He said that you're a man of God. And I'm like, whatever. You know, man of God, blah, God's man of faith and power, blah, 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 blah. You know, I'm going through this whole deal, but Ayla was constant, constant reminding me. No, that's not the word of the Lord. And I'd tell her, I feel, she'd, she'd say, I don't care how you feel. God's word says this. This is what he said about you. Constant, I mean, for a year, constantly, constantly, every day, constantly. I'm like, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about this. What does God say about that? What's God say about you? What's his, you, God said you're supposed to be here and you're finding yourself here. Something's wrong. And I've finally got it figured out. And th what it took for me to figure it out was I got in his word. And I, as I'm digging in his, how many of you guys have gone to the word to try to find what God says about a subject and have found nothing? You're digging and you're like, I don't see anything here, Lord. I don't see it. I just, I don't, I'm not, I know I need to read, but I don't know what to read here. I mean, I, I don't know where I'm at. But what I found was as I'm reading these scriptures, there would be people that would come to me and it'd be so frustrating because people would come to me, they'd be like, I need prayer. I need prayer for this. And I'm like, I need prayer. <laughs> I'm strong. It's taking everything in me to be here right now. I'm struggling. They'll be like, I need prayer. I'm going through this. And what they're going through is what I've read about. And I'm like, man, okay, God, I think I'm pick, picking up on what you're trying to do here. And then I'd have people come to me again. I need prayer. I, I just need some advice about this. I'm like, I was drinking a few hours ago. I can't do this. I mean, I can't. This is not right. I can't be up here. Talk. I can't. I'm not comfortable. I'm not trying to get Ananias and Sapphira. I can't do this. <laughs> And I'd have people, they'd be like, when you were battling with anxiety, like, when I was battling with anxiety, I'm battling right now. And they'd be, they'd be asking for advice. And these, these scriptures that I had read would stop, pop, they would start to pop up in my spirit. They'd start to pop up. And as they'd rise up, I'd just declare the word of God. And I would, I would begin to preach his word. I began to do what he called me to do. And I found myself on the other side of that thing. It was like I woke up one day and nothing was ever the same. It's like I woke, woke up one day and I'm like, 
And you know, when that happens to you, I don't know, I don't know if you guys, anybody's battled that way before, but when that happens, you're not like trusting when you feel good. It's like, I know something's coming. What's about to happen? What's about to set me off on that course again? So you try to like lightly poke a couple things. You're like, hmm, no, that didn't, that didn't bother me. Why didn't that bother me? Because that's been bothering me for a long time. Why didn't that send me down that wrong path? Because that's been happening for a long time. Why didn't that, you know, cause me to go to drink, to do whatever I needed, to get some relief? Why did, because, I mean, it wasn't, that was just yesterday, you know? What I found was I entertained his presence until my body and my mind and my spirit facilitated what he was doing in that moment. Where I thought I couldn't press in, where I thought I couldn't break through, I realized my breakthrough was only, it was just, it was found on the other side of myself. It was just found on the other side of me. The only thing that was stopping me was me. And that's what's, that's what's going on in the body of Christ today. That's what's happening in a lot of people in our church today is that people are battling and they're, what they're finding is frustration because what, what worked before no longer works. There's no satisfaction in it anymore. You know, I could turn back down that path. This is bad. Y'all, please don't be mad at me for saying this. This is, Ayla, she might be a little mad at me for saying this, but I'll mess with Ayla sometimes because we'll hear crazy commercials like on the radio or stuff, or TV, and they'll be like, come to this bar, bar. I'm like, I'm going. She's like, no, you're not. You know, she thinks I'm serious. Everything with Ayla is literal. She thinks I'm for real. I probably shouldn't joke about that very much because, you know, I really did battle with that. I, I, battled, with, I battled with an issue with alcohol. Um, I started drinking, and it was just fine when I started drinking. It just became an issue when I needed to stop, <laughs> and I couldn't. Uh, I struggled. I struggled. I mean, I would dream about it. I, it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. Um, thank God for deliverance. Thank God he set me free, but I mess with Ayla about things like that a lot. I'll mess with, we'll hear an advertisement for church. I'm like, you know, I think, I think we're going to go there. I think we're going to, I think we are going to go over to that church, that Baptist church. We'll go, we'll start attending over there. And Ayla's like, no, what does the word say? Because <laughs> she thinks I'm for real about everything, about literally everything. Amen. But when we're going through a battle, when we're going through struggle, when we're going through hell, um, the enemy is bombarding us when he's bombarding our minds. His, his plan is to keep your mind busy so that you don't get any relief, so that you don't turn to the Spirit, so that you don't turn to the Lord, so that, that your tendency is to turn to the old man and not press forward to the new man. And the plan of God, the purpose of God, is that you fill yourself now in this season because the enemy is going to come. I'm not saying that you're going to battle with alcoholism or depression. or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But the enemy is going to come against you. I mean, you can count on it. He's going to come against you. The Bible says that no weapons formed against you shall prosper. But it doesn't say that they're not going to form. It's, the enemy will come against you. He's trying to kill you. And that's what he's trying to do to me. He was trying to kill me. And thank God for deliverance. Thank God he set me free. Thank God. Because... I think about it sometimes. I think of I told Ayla because <clears throat> Ayla likes for me. Ayla likes for me to sweet talk her all the time, all the time. I mean, constant. And I don't. I don't mind doing it. It's it's a pleasure. Um, but I tell her. I tell her a lot. Especially, <laughs> I tell her a lot. I'm like, Ayla, you're so awesome. You're so amazing. You're beautiful. You're sweet. And she's like, No. 
I'm mean and I'm ugly. And I'm like, no, no, you're sweet. You're sweet. Right? She's like, no, I'm mean and grumpy and ugly. We go through this. It's just funny. And I, I say those things to her because I'm usually thinking, I do not know where I would be had she not stepped in and reminded me. She didn't do anything extravagant. All she did was she, she held up a mirror. She held up the mirror of the word of God, and she said, this is what God said about you. I don't have to say anything else about you. I just have to remind you what he said. I would be in a low place, and she would say that, and I'm like, I could do anything. I can do anything. Amen. So Ayla, she really helped me with that. And I was telling her just the other day, I said, you know, there are, there are a lot of people that are battling that don't have somebody like you in their ear telling them you can make it. Not just can you make it, you're going to make it. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. Some things will come up and Ayla, she'll, she'll tell me, she'll say, uh, no, you're my husband. This is, this is who you are. You can't be that because you're my husband. You don't have the right to be that. And she puts things in their proper place. We have to do that on a regular basis. Now, listen, Ayla, I saw that gesture. Ayla, you don't want to mess with Ayla. And she's crazy. <laughs> I, I think I shared with you guys. I'll share with everybody because it's a funny story. <laughs> you already know what I'm going to say, too, don't you? There was this one time, Ayla and I, we weren't getting along. We got in an argument. This was a long time ago. This was years, years and years and years ago. We were at church. And I did not want to hear from her. I was ready to go home. It was after service one day. I was ready to go home. And she was about where she was right there. And I was walking by. And I wasn't going to say anything to her because I didn't want to hear anything from her. I didn't want to hear her gripe or pr really probably what it was was set things straight. But I didn't, want, I didn't want to deal with that in that moment. So I went to walk by. Ayla, she went like this <sighs> shoved me, spun me around to face her. I was for real. I spun around. I was like, and she said, we can talk about this now, or we can go talk with pastor. It's your choice. I'm like, we can talk. We can talk. Whatever, whatever you want to talk about, we can talk. <laughs> I'm like, I'm down. How much time do we need? Uh, what do you need? And, I mean, she said it straight like that. You can't mess around with Ayla. But that's how, that's how Ayla has been since we've been together. When I'd be battling, I'd tell her, I feel like that anxiety is coming on me. She's like, it's not your anxiety. That didn't belong to you. You can feel however you want. That's not yours. And I'm like, I understand that, but I fe stop feeling. And that's so frustrating when you're in that moment, when you're feeling that way. But it's the truth. That's the truth of the word of God. Stop, stop feeling. You don't need to feel that. This is what you need to feel. You tell me these things. This is what you need to feel right now. You need to feel love. I love you. God loves you. It's done. It's finished. You don't need to feel that way. And I would tell her, Months would go by, I'm like, man, I just feel like that's trying to jump back. It's not doing that. It doesn't have the right to. It cannot come on you like that. It can't. It can't do it. It's not coming back. Period. This is done. I needed that reminder. I needed it constant. I needed it in my ear. And all she did was she was just holding up the word of God to me and saying, this is what, this is what he says. This is who you are. You're not, you're not your own man. You were bought with a price. Period. Right? So we have to begin to realize that for our own selves because it's on the other side of ourselves that we, we find victory, that we find that place of victory. We live in it. It's not something that people can say, well, this is what I did. Because, you know, if you've ever battled with anxiety or depression and people find out about that, anytime somebody has anxiety or depression, you're going to get a phone call. You're going to be like, what did you do? And it's like, 
I can tell you, but it's probably not going to work for you like what worked for me. You have to find, you have to seek the face of God. You have to press in. You have to do this. I mean, I can give you some pointers like don't drink alcohol that's going to make you more depressed. I mean, there's something already going on and you're introducing something that's just going to make it worse. Can, I can tell you to stay away from that. <laughs> um, but I mean, I get phone calls, especially here lately. I'm getting phone calls like crazy. Tell me, what did you do? I'm like, well, you're not going to like it. I'm, I'll tell you what I did. I um, crucified my flesh, and I went through hell, and I came out on the other side. And when I came out on the other side, I came out victorious. I came out more than a conqueror. I came out, it wasn't just, it, what, this is what changed. This is what changed. I would say, I would say things like, I got this. This battle, it's won. I got this. I got this. While I'm struggling, I'd say it. it. It became to where I was saying things, and it wasn't a faith statement. It was a testimony. Amen. It wasn't a faith statement. That's something else that I was telling Ayla the other day. I said, Ayla, you're a blessing. You're a big-time blessing. You're just a blessing. You're a blessing. You're not a curse. You're not a, because I'll mess with her. She'll be talking. Ayla loves to talk. Her favorite time to talk is during a movie. <laughs> And it's not about the movie either. It's about everything else. And I can always tell when, because she works by herself in her office, they alternate days. So her boss is in the office and then she's in the office. So they're never together, except for like once a month. So I can always tell when she's had a day where she's wanted to talk to somebody, because I'll get home and it's like a million miles an hour. And I'm like, okay, all right, we're going to have one of those nights where we're going to talk a lot. And it's usually the days where I've been on the phone all day or, you know, something crazy. But Ayla, yeah, she likes to talk during movies about everything but the movie. <laughs> it's just, just how it is. But I was, I'll mess with her about things, and sometimes I can tell. I think if, if you're married, you probably understand this, that there are some times where, you, especially if you like to joke around like I do, where you kind of push around a little bit, and the Holy Spirit is like, you need to stop. You went a little too far there. Those are usually the times where I'm like, Ayla, you're a blessing. You're gracious. Even when you could tell me you're a moron, you don't tell me I'm a moron. You tell me you love me. And I'll, I'll tell her, you're a blessing. And that's not a faith statement. It's the truth. It's, it's a testimony. I'm not saying you're a blessing, hoping you become a blessing. <laughs> Thank God. Amen. But when we go through battles, listen, we have to begin to rely on each We're family. We have to begin to rely on each other. If you know somebody's battling, if you know somebody's struggling, if you know, look around and see who's not here. Reach out your hand and lift them up for a moment. Uh, pull them out of that water that they're drowning in. Let them get a breath of fresh air and help them. Help them uh, face what it is that's going on. There are a lot of people in this church that are under attack. The, the enemy is trying to come against people with, with sickness in their bodies, in their minds, and I've had enough of it. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing people struggle. I'm tired of, of, I'm tired of having the same conversations where people are like, I'm going through this anxieties coming on me. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> we're not putting up with that. We're going to settle that right now. Um, but you know, the, the devil, he's stupid. Pastor Andy talks about the devil being a bully and it's true. He's just a bully. He has no authority. He has no power. He's, he's not going to do anything to you. He's just going to sit there and talk. 
And he's going to talk real loud. He's going to try to discourage you. He's going to try to distract you. But what, the place that you have to reach, the place that you have to get to is that you know what his word says, that you're the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Um, there's another scripture I was going to read. Psalm 139, verse 7. Because um, it's the truth. You may be going through hell, but his word declares that he'll find you even there, even there. And this is where I began to see breakthrough. When I reached the end of myself where I'm like, you know what? I took on the, the attitude like Job had. Though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. I'm either going to serve God through this mess or I'm going to fail. I, I choose to serve God. I'm, if, I, if, I, if I'm serving God, feeling this way for the rest of my life, oh well. I have to serve the Lord. I, can't, I can no longer neglect my relationship with him. I have to serve the Lord. I have to serve the Lord, period. Whatever circumstance may be going on, whatever my body, whatever my mind tries to say, I have to serve the Lord. It says, uh, whither shall I go from thy spirit? Uh, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. We can't escape him. We can't escape him. He's pursuing us. He's pursuing us, amen? So we have to resist the temptation to pull back. I feel like, in this season that God's really trying to get people to step up. He's really trying to get us to raise the standard. And I think that there are a whole lot of people, when I think, when I think about raising the standard, I, this should be a compliment, so I hope it comes across that way. When I think about raising the standard, I think about Hilda. Because Hilda, Hilda today is different than Hilda before. I, I met Hilda in 2011. Is that when Revival was? 2011? Um, I met Hilda in 2011. Hilda, she was on fire. You know, she she really just jumped in, and it was a challenge. I mean, you think it's a challenge now? It was a challenge then. One time we were coming back from revival in Lawton. I think it was Lawton, and I was driving. If you know, you've ever been driving with me going anywhere, you know I drive fast. Um, I got pulled over right before I was exiting on 122nd going to uh, the apartment that I lived in and where I think Hilda's car was parked over there. I get pulled over. I'm like, dang it. You know, I'm mad. I'm like, I can't believe it. he got me. And she's like, well, you shouldn't have been speeding. I'm like, this is not the time to talk about that, Hilda. But Hilda, she was good. She was good about reminding you where uh, you may have dropped the ball. Not, she, she didn't do it with malice in her heart. She wanted to call people up higher uh, to obey the word of God, to live a life yielded to the spirit of God. And, but that's something that remains in my mind often <laughs> is that when I'm thinking about raising the standard, I think I need to get on that level. That's the level that I'm, I want to go to. That's the place where I want to go where there is nothing else but his word, period. My flesh may rise up, but it's his, my default is his word. My default is not, is not going back to the old man. It's not going back to the old way. It's not toiling to provide for myself. My default is his word. What does his word say? And um, when the, that anxiety tried to jump on me back in 2019, you know, I can tell you when it started, too. This is kind of crazy. It was really right at this time when it started. It was when, and there's no, there's no uh, correlation between the things, but it was when we went to San Antonio for Joe and Jess's uh, wedding. It was 2019. 
Is that when you guys, 2018? End of 2018? Yeah. So it was when we, it was when we went over there and I had told Hilda because I was, I was in a different place than I, I was trying to figure it out, but I had told Hilda because we were, me, Ayla, and Hilda were staying in an Airbnb. This crazy, super nice Airbnb in like this worst, terrible, like horrible area. There was a bar across the street that played music all night long. I mean, I was like listen, listening to this music sleeping and it was loud. You could hear people. It was crazy. It was wild. But I told Hilda, I'm like, I'm, I'm battling. I don't know what this is. Something's trying to come against me. Something. And she's like, oh, wow, you know, that sucks. Just because there's nothing else to say. I mean, what else do you say? But, but this is what I admired was that on the way home, as we're driving home, Ayla will remember this. My dad was with us too because um, my dad, my dad's not very trusting. So he wanted to go on this trip to make sure I didn't die on the way. Um, because that's kind of a long drive. I don't remember how many hours it is, but yeah, it's kind of a long drive. And I preached that night in Sobel. So I drove three and a half hours to Sobel, preached, got in the car, and we drove to San Antonio from Sobel. So it was a long day. It was a very long day. Um, but on the way home, right after that, because um, we were only there for that night and the next day, on the way home, I get a call. It's Hilda. And Hilda praise a prayer, and I, I still hear the prayer in my head. If I'm battling with something, it still resonates with me because um, it was just so the Lord in that moment, but she prays a prayer over me, and I'm like, my dad's right there. He's not like super spiritual, so it was kind of uncomfortable, but she's like, this is not who Tyler is. I declare in the name of Jesus. You know, she goes through this whole deal. She's like, we rebuke the devil, all this stuff. She goes through the whole deal, and man, all hell broke loose after that. All hell broke loose. So that was in September, November. So that was in November. By June, I was a mess. I mean, bad. That was the worst I think I've ever experienced my whole life. Um, I mean, that's like when I was on the floor, bound up, jacked up. I ended up in a wheelchair, not like long-term or anything, just for a second, <laughs> but I ended up in a wheelchair. I didn't even know the church had a wheelchair that we were in. It just came out of nowhere. I ended up in a wheelchair, and I, I was having a panic attack, and I was literally thinking, I'm going to die. I'm about to die. I feel like I'm going to die. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm about to die, and Ted's in my ear. You'll live and not die, brother. You'll live and not die, says the Lord, and Ted's praying, and I'm like, don't say die. Stop saying die. <laughs> But Ted, Ted's on the ground with me praying, whispering in my ear, and I'm, I'm getting, you know, some of the uh, spit coming off of him, hitting me in the face, and it was an experience, let me tell you. If you weren't there to witness it, it was a sight to see. Um, and then next thing I know, my mom is there, I'm like, what is even going on right now? This is wild. It was a crazy day. But it, it really wasn't that long after that that I began to realize nothing that I have ever done is going to help me in this battle. The only thing that I can do is turn to the Lord. The only thing that I can do is, is continue to speak his word, to declare his word, his word that says, I'm the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. I refuse to be less than. I refuse to be under. I can't continue in this life going under. I have to be over. That's what his word says five times in the book of Genesis. It says, over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over, 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 over. And I refuse. 
was, I can't, I can't do this anymore. And then what it turned into was that became like an every five minute thing that I had to go through that whole process. No, that's, I feel that I'm not, I choose, I put that back down right now. It's got to go in the name of Jesus. I'm not doing that. Um, and eventually I found relief. Eventually I found his promise. I found victory. The victory that he provided for me, that he gave to me as a gift, I found it. I received it. I took it. It became mine. It became real. It became tangible. Uh, when the Bible says that you're more than a conqueror, that became real for me. I became more than a conqueror. So I'm here to tell you, if you're battling whatever it is that you're battling, God has given you a promise. God has given you truth. God has given you his word. And it's this. It's in this season that we're breaking through. It's in this season that we're, we're going up. We're going higher. If your battles and finances, he'll break you out financially. Amen. Amen. He'll break you out financially. And it, it, what I was believing God for was supernatural debt cancellation. That's not really what happened, but what, what happened was this, was that I had a whole, I'm just going to say, I had a whole crap ton of money come into my hands that I was able to pay off, I mean, debt after debt after debt, where I thought, I could probably pay this off in a year, year and a half. I, in a moment, I just took it out of the bank, paid it. It's like, done. It's done. He'll break you out financially. If you're battling with, with sickness, he will heal you. Not just heal you, he will make you whole. Amen? He'll make you whole. Whatever it is that you're lacking, he, uh, he has provided an answer for it. Amen? He's provided a promise for it. Gabe, do you mind coming and playing for just a minute? I'm glad you're here, Gabe. Amen. I promise we'll be done by 3 o'clock. No, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. Amen. How many of you guys know that God has a plan for us every time we get together? Okay. And it's, I don't believe that today is just his plan for us to sit and to hear. I believe it's planned for him to demonstrate himself. I really think that we could have gone on right after worship. I really sense the presence of God that he was wanting to work here. But I, I want us to just have a moment to pray and to seek the face of God and just see what he wants to do. Uh, yield ourselves to the spirit. Because... One thing I know is that when we talk about freedom, he's pouring out freedom. <laughs> if we talk about it enough, it's bound to show up. It's bound to happen. And I sense that here today, that the Lord is wanting to do something. There's some of you that are battling secretly, that are battling uh, just internally in your own selves with something. It's something that you don't want to give a voice to, and you don't have to give a voice to it. But I'm here to tell you today that he wants to set you free. He wants to deliver you. And not just for a moment. He doesn't. He's not just trying to give you relief for a moment. He's trying to change you. He's trying to establish something that, that leaves change today. Amen? Amen. So let's stand up to our feet real quick. And if you pray in the Spirit, I just want you to pray in the Spirit. And we're just going to see what it is that the Holy Spirit wants to do. Amen. Amen. Gabe, you're really good at that. Thank you, Lord. You know, these are things that we need to talk about regularly. We need to remind ourselves and remind each other, you're going to make it. I don't let people hang around me and continue to fall and continue to fail. You're coming up. We're, com we're going up together. Amen. Amen. We're going up together. We're going to that next place. We're going to that next level. I know that the Lord wants us to break out in revival. I know that's his plan. I mean, we were right there. I've, I've felt several times now that we've gotten to that place where we're right there about to bust through. 
and I feel still I feel like we're right there but you know these are the things that we have to get right that we have to get aligned um, because when when that time comes when that when that moment comes when our time comes when our season comes that's the last thing that we want to be dealing with is, is those kinds of things because um, those things want to put you back they don't want to they don't want to push you forward they want to put you back amen amen thank you lord thank you lord for your spirit thank you lord for your presence thank you jesus lord we receive what you have for us we receive right now by faith what it is that you have for us it belongs to us god we receive it right now it's ours in the name of jesus we thank you lord we thank you lord for moving we thank you lord for touching we thank you lord for healing in the name of Jesus, shake it, the mesa, Is there anybody that you have sickness working in your body? If you have sickness working in your body, we'd like to pray with you. I'm going to ask Ayla to pray with us too. But if you have any sickness, any pain, I just want you to come up here, come to the front, and we want to lay hands on you. I believe that God wants to heal you today. I definitely sense that anointing for healing. So if you uh, have sickness, shake it, the mesa, shake it, I want you guys to. Step out, come up here. Just lift your hands up. Haley, you go ahead. You just pray however you want to pray. Amy, right? Yeah. I thought that was you. Yeah. Lord's straighten things out in your back right now. I hear you have pain in your lower back. I hear God saying he's touching you right now. He's touching you right now. Ooh, yes. Lord, we curse that trouble. We command it to go right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. We declare her body's lining up with your word. Your word says that by your stripes she was healed. And God, we don't, we're not going to settle for anything less. So I speak to that back. I command it to line up, to straighten out right now. Now in the name of Jesus. Now in Jesus' name. Now. You guys just lift your hands up. Right now in Jesus' name, I declare a release. Now, in Jesus' name, I declare a release. Right now. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you have pain in your body right now? Where's it at? Your back? Lord, I command that back to line up. Right now, in Jesus' name, I command it to line up, to straighten out. In Jesus' name, I curse back trouble. I command it to go right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, it doesn't matter what caused it. I declare right now, in Jesus' name, it's going. It's going. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for it. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it. 
I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, I declare a release right now in Jesus' name. Lord, touch Melody right now from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In Jesus' name, show preke shake the mesa debre deshake the mesa tarabajato. Favreke shake the mesa tebe shake the meke shake the mete breke the masa. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, shapre shake the mesa shake the mesa tebe. Farama shatoro mosaka ramache te de ne. Thank you, Lord. Shake 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 the de ne mesa shake the mesa presence of God's here today. Amen. I know we're, it feels kind of laid back, but he's working. Come on up here. The Lord's going to touch you today, Carolyn. Amen. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Come over here. You go ahead. You go ahead. Pray for him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. He's moving. If you don't sense his presence, just press in. Press in. He's moving. He's touching his people today. Denny, the hand of God is on you. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. He's on you, Denny. He's calling you higher. Amen. I'm going to lay my hands on you and pray for you. God touched Denny right now from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Father God, I declare in the name of Jesus. The name in the name of Jesus, God, I declare. <laughs> God, I declare a, a visitation right now. Lord, fill him full of your spirit right now, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Denny, I hear him saying this, that there, there are things that you've experienced in his presence that only he can provide, that only he can satisfy. And I hear God telling me to tell you, don't forget that. Don't forget it. You're going to go. Amen. I'm not going to say that. Amen. I hear God saying, shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. Amen. I just hear God saying to declare this over you. I, I hear God saying, you're going higher. You're not going lower. You're going higher. You're not stepping back. You're stepping forward. Amen. I hear God saying that you've had some, what you thought were setbacks. And I, I hear him saying that they weren't setbacks. They were setups. Amen. That's why you're here. You were set up. Amen. But I hear God saying that you're going to walk out of here today free. I hear God saying that you're going to walk out of here free. So I release that to you right now in the name of Jesus. I release that to you right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 I was just telling somebody at work the other day, Denny, about that time that we went to Golden Palace. And I was trying to get you to pray for that guy. And you weren't about to have it. <laughs> I was just, just at work just the other day talking about that. Amen. It's a funny story. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me just look around for a minute. I don't function this way super often, but it's pretty cool when we step over there. Amen. I think we're done. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 
do you want to dismiss? Okay, I'll dismiss. So I'll just pray us out. Father, we thank you for all that you've done today. God, I just pray that what I know, that you'll go with us as we leave out of here. God, I pray that everybody that was here received from you, received something from you. Lord, I thank you that, Lord, I thank you that, amen, he's still dealing with me. Let's just take a minute. I want to be careful. Let's just take a minute. Shake it, they may say, shake it, they may say, amen. Do you want prayer, Amelia? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we come against that right now in the name of Jesus. We come against that right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I command Amelia's body to line up with your word. I declare that her body's lining up right now. No trouble in Jesus' name. Does she have an ear infection? Yeah. Lord, I declare in Jesus' name right now that it's lining up. Right now. She's not going to battle with this. It's going from her right now. It's going from her right now in Jesus' name. Right now. Amen. Right now. It's going. It is. It's going. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for touching Amelia. We thank you, Lord, for touching Amelia. Thank you, Lord. How many of you guys know God cares about things like that? He doesn't want us to suffer. He has a good plan for us. And it helps. Amelia's cute. I think that she has favor with God. I think, I believe it. I mean, she does. She's got favor with the Lord. Shake it. They may say, shake it. They may say, shake it. Just checking. I want to make sure. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you for all that you've done today. Lord, you're awesome. God, you're awesome. And we praise you for all that you've done. God, I pray for each one that's here. Lord, I pray that they walk out of here empowered. Lord, with their faith high. In Jesus' name, God, I thank you for touching your people. I thank you for using us, leading us and guiding us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. is going to say something about tomorrow. We have healing room tomorrow. If you haven't been to healing room, you definitely want to be here. Um, I don't know for sure that we're going to make it. We're going to try, but I don't know for sure that we're going to make it. But amen. Here you go. All right, guys, I encourage you to come tomorrow at 7. I'm actually going to be teaching, and it's going to be over the power of praise. So you do not want to miss it, especially with what the Lord is doing in all of us and as the body of Christ. It's really important for us to get to get out there. So it's going to be, it's going to be different tomorrow, and it's going to be awesome. Just going to be obedient. So I encourage you, you don't want to miss it. You do not want to miss it tomorrow. So you are dismissed. Love someone because you do. <laughs> and have a great, great week. <laughs>